It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Audio Frontier. Ladies and gentlemen, the following podcast is Wrestling Death and is scheduled for one hour. Maybe more. It has no real time limits making their way into your ears. First, from a place called Garniston, he is the Pyramid. It's going to be the funniest show ever because I'm all about the comedy and the money, money. baby. How much you gonna pay? And his partner, Fader Top End of Stevenson. For Mexico City to Beef Community Center, I've got stories that are going to blow your mind. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Wrestling Daft. My name is Big Rav Florence for Helensborough, formerly North Glasgow, and with us, of course, it's the one and only Grado of the three tunes, all three tunes at the same time. Is that right? Well, you're not far off it. I've never stayed in Sulkets, but I've stayed in Stevenson and Madrussan, so you're not far off it. What's the weather like in Helensborough, damn it? Uh, it's a wee bit cloudy. Yeah, mm-hmm. I went to see, uh, I thought, I'm sure I've mentioned this before, I went to view a house in Sawcoats. Did you? Almost, I, 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 before we came here. I'm sure you did tell me this. Uh, and we was stole, along the show front? Yeah, it was, I was, wasn't far off the front. And we just kind of thought, I don't know, it looks a bit, it looks a bit rough around here. I'm trying to avoid the way it was back when I was younger, up in North Glasgow and Springburn, where I had to go and fight. I mean, I had to fight, fight, fight. I had to run it. Basically, if you're living in one of these areas, you need to run it. And I thought, I don't want to run Sawcoats. <laughs> why run it? Uh, I don't well, want to put that time in. Oh, see, if you were going to run it, that's fine. Because I was going to say, man, if you're pals with a grado, man, you're a fucking, you're a, you're a made man. You're sort of your maid. Mm-hmm. So we could have ran it. See, if I moved to Sawcoats, could me and you have run Sawcoats together? Absolutely. Have a, what would happen if we'd have opened a pub there called uh, Grado and Rabs? Would it have done well, Jack? Uh, wait to think. Constant carnage, I think. I and I think we no even just no even just pubs. I think we could have fucking ran the whole show, mate. I think we could have opened up the the, the nightclub that's been shut for ten years. I think we could have bumped the ice cream van run because the ice cream van guys run here. I think they're pussies compared to the ones in Glasgow. No, uh, that's always blew my mind about the ice cream cream wars and all that because none of the guys are be, they're all be nice men and all that. Are we kind of old guys? Well. So that's what we would have done. If I had moved to Sawcoats, we'd have opened a pub and we'd have opened a nightclub. And then the pandemic would have happened. They'd have had to have all shut down. We'd have been bankrupt. Then we'd have fell out. We'd have fell out. We'd have definitely fell out. <laughs> we definitely would have fell out. I'd have been like, I didn't want to open this fucking nightclub. Right. That was your idea. Not your fucking idea. I only wanted the pub and you're wanting fucking nightclubs and ice cream vans, you fucking idiot. <laughs> it would have been terrible. <laughs> it would have been terrible. Right, but anyway, let's see what the punters have been saying. Have you been up to anything? Have you been doing anything? Just watched a couple of programmes on the telly. 
We watched It's a Sin, didn't we? Which oh, is... That was tremendous. Shout out if you want to watch that trip zone E4 or all four, or all four demand, whatever it's called. Um, it Russell T. Davies drama about uh, the AIDS crisis in London in the early 80s, but it's also very much about friendship as well. Is he the um, guy that wrote Doctor Who? He is indeed the guy who wrote um, the best episodes of Doctor Who. Wow. See, right, see, great, hold on, right, because this is funny, right, because let me, let me tell you something, right? <laughs> I'm laughing at this, right? But see how, because what I'm jealous of you about, Robert, is you're good with words, right, and you're good at describing stuff, and I get jealous of it. Like, see the way you just went and said, it's also about friendship, right? Well, I'm in a group chat with the folk at the radio, right? And one of, one of the newsreaders, he's dead. He talks to me about telly all the time, right? Because I've been on the telly. <laughs> and he thinks I know he thinks I know more than what I do, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. I can't let on. Like, I wouldn't do that. Yeah. So he was like, how's that programme and the age? And I was people going, well, you know what? I tell you what, it's gritty. <laughs> and you I'm said going, it's gritty? I and I'm going, is it fucking gritty? I'm going, what's gritty again? I'm, pure, I'm Googling what's gritty films and it was gone like fucking gritty films or stuff like pure or these fighting films F and guns and all that. Credo. Sorry, I was just listening to my WhatsApp voice note. I said it was edgy as well. Was it edgy? I said it was edgy and gritty. I, I'm, I don't know if I would say it was edgy either. Right, okay. Credo, if I'm being honest. See, I, I need to stop doing that. I need to just come clean this guy. Listen, mate, I've fucking been on the tell like a... I don't know. I don't know the ins and outs, mate. But hold on, though. I'm saying these things because we're on a we're on a podcast here, like because I've been messaging people about it. So I message Greg Kemple about it, for example, right? And I says to Greg, "What did I say about it? I said eh, it's a sin as an absolute belter. I'm such a mark for RTD." I said. So that's the stuff I'm saying in chat. It's not like I'm I'm saying in chats to people on WhatsApp. It's not like I'm going. It is a uncompromising view. Uh, do you know what I mean? I suppose. Uh, right. Okay. So I probably. Right. I get. Right. Okay. Right. Because that's actually quite normal. But I'd still come to you, John. You're getting very bored of this conversation, are you? No, I'm enthralled with it. I'm enthralled. With this it. is why people tune into the show. Let's see what the punters are saying. Yeah, okay. um, no. After last week, uh, we were talking about wrestling cross near any football. Um, Gary pointed out West Ham walked out to Triple H as the game in the FA Cup tie. No, see, see, no, this feels like every week a football team has Hi. used us. Are they just trying to go on wrestling daft every week? I think it is that they're just uh, trying, to, that? They're trying to get internet points by trying to pop the boys. Mm -hmm. So, well, no, don't send in any more of this. I would don't want to know about They're attention seeking. What, what would Celtic walk out to at the moment, uh, you guys? What do you think they would walk out to? Oh, wrestling, wrestling what wrestling team would Celtic uh, walk out to? The Bushwhackers team. The Bushwhackers team. <laughs> the Bushwhackers team. What the heck are one? There's a there's Neil Lennon, Scott Brown come do, doing the Bushwhackers. <laughs> that's brilliant. That's brilliant. That's brilliant. That's it. Like me, Charles Heed's not a. Shane Duffy. Neil Lennon licking Bruni's heat. Shane man. Duffy come ready to die the clown. Neil Lennon would come out to dead man walking. <laughs> <laughs> right. Spray paint Scott, go in touch. He's not sure if it's a question for wrestling daft or for basketball daft, but what's Rab's take on Shaquille and Neil wrestling in AEW? Uh, no. Shaq's always been uh, floating about the wrestling. 
And in fact, I would say that basketball has always been quite adjacent with wrestling because obviously um, Dennis Rodman was involved in WCW back in the day, involved with Nitro. And Dennis Rodman was involved with Nitro while he was <laughs> on some amazing runs with the Chicago Bulls. It's not like he was uh, no playing at the time. So I like it. Mere basketball players, and they're tall as well. You couldn't have, for example, any football players coming onto the wrestling and looking good because they're all wee short asses. Right? They're all like football players are all wee. I mean, we assholes. Who you been getting on Basketball Daft this week? Basketball Daft Dennis. this week, we were talking to Kyrie Irving about uh, the earth being flat. Uh, we're talking <laughs> about that. And next week, we are going to get on um, the guy who made the Shaq Fu computer game. Do you remember, remember the computer game Shaq Fu back in the day? No? no. Maybe before your time, though. Uh, our top correspondent, uh, Karate Warrior 2, says, how about this topic for the next episode? New return gimmicks. For Grado. Oh, do you, is this what people have been doing? Yeah, it's time to talk about some new gimmicks for Grado when Grado comes back. When wrestling comes back. back. Wrestling is back, by the way. ICW are running shows on us. I don't know what fucking Grado's doing. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because well, ICW, let's, let's no do this thing. When wrestling comes back, maybe Grado will do Wrestling is back. Fucking ICW are running shows. Anyway. Well, look, I was about to go on this podcast and tell you that that's me No. Uh, that's it. I'm by like as in I've got any more clays. I don't have any more clays left. That is that, my what final. What does that mean? Basically, it means obviously this time last year I was in the paper for being skinny. It's now a year on, and I and and I would just stick to wearing my fat kind of clays that I would wear that would look baggy on me. I've now went through every garment. I need to buy actual new clays because nothing fucking fits me. Nothing fits me. That's Bad. I don't even fit into my boxer shorts. How the fuck can you not fit into boxer shorts? Why are you wearing boxer shorts when you're in the house anyway? What do you mean? You just, you just, why, why are you even bothering wearing pants when you're on lockdown? Oh, well, you, need, you need to go out to the radio, didn't you? You need to go to work. Aye. <sighs> right enough. What was the thing that Homer wore in The Simpsons? Remember, it was a moo moo, it's called. It's like a big, it's just like a big tent type thing. I would just wear one of them all the time, like happily. <laughs> Well, I mean, I did, comfy being comfy. Well, when I say I've when I say I've ran out, like I've got one more pair of clays, and I basically come home, washing the washing machine, and well, I get the next day because <laughs> there's nothing fucking else, man. Sorry, did you just miss There's that thing in it. It's like you don't want to buy clays because you're thinking, I am going to lose me waste of fucking money. Aye, waste of money because I'm no, I'm only going to need them for like a week. <sighs> Look, and and can you believe that the only t-shirt that fits me says Grado on it? <laughs> <laughs> Because it's reversed on the Zoom <laughs> hang, I thought it was you're wearing an Odark hang. Well, it's, <laughs> it's a kind of fancy reverse hang. I don't know, it's weird, but it says Grado somewhere or another. Anyway, oh. about these gimmicks, man. Right, aye, so let's have a look at these gimmicks. Pablo says you should come back as a germaphobe hypochondriac. Well, I'm not a hypochondriac, but I'm no germaphobe. <clears throat> I don't think you can get a gimmick out of being... Hey, do you remember uh, John Moxley tried the germaphobe thing for yeah. like two weeks? On, he did in WWE. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In WWE, he's coming out with a gas mask on, and he wasn't wanting to touch anything or breathe in the air. And this was before the pandemic. This was some good thing. Uh, Daniel says the bin raider. The bin raider. No, this was suggested on the Marks, apparently. So, see, on the Marks podcast, are you all hmm. saying Grado's a bin raider? Uh, you saw just big Grado's not, a big fat fuck like, that bins uh, and all that. He's uh, a big JK. No, I'll, I'll face up. There was a there was a booking. We do a thing called Fantasy Booking Island, which obviously you're both aware of because I know you listen every week. Oh, yeah, we love know, it. You're good at it, mate. The, yeah, I know. The, the booking was we've got to book Grado to the 24 7 title 
and I suggested that Gradle was protesting outside of Stanford to try to get a contract and that someone had thrown the 24-7 title in the bin and that Gradle had got it from the bin. So It's not a bad idea, that, is it? Folk pay for this, Pish. <laughs> KPJ suggested you should come back as the 10 in a row slayer. Now you're talking, boy. Uh, and Coach Tripp could be your manager, can he? Oh, yes. He's been a last day in that. He's, yeah, that's, that's, that's Coach Tripp's gimmick, then, I think, in ICW. <laughs> it is. Which is actually going to be a... I mean, it's that gimmick's just going to get stronger after the, you know, we Rangers back on their eyes. Sorry, let me say this properly. We Rangers back on their eyes. It's a disaster! Can you believe... I'll probably talk about this in football, that, but can you believe I tried to goad Tommy Sheridan on WhatsApp? No, goad him, right? But he's usually all he sends me up to about six months ago. He sent me WhatsApps every day about independence and this councillor and this MP had said this and this form's going to be put in the European Parliament. And I'm like, why does he send me this anyway? It stopped. And so at the weekend there, I had seen he'd released another video giving it the Rangers don't pay their taxes and all that's getting on. I'm like, I'm going. So I'm like, how you Saturday night, Rangers are one five, and I'm going. Tommy Boy, how you doing, my man? It's Sagrado here, former World Heavyweight Champion, star of Test Drive, eight episodes of River City, my man. How's life? How you doing? I'm having a good time, I'll tell you what. I'm feeling absolutely brilliant, right? You know, that's going to hang on. Uh, and I think I mentioned Lake Rangers at the tail end, right? And I'm thinking, he's going to go, hey, uh, hey, you're right. But he went, he replied to me going, hi, Gredo. Uh, all good here in the Western Front. Uh, I'm with my family. Stay in a nice house, uh, me and my family. Are. And he went on to tell me this really nice story about how he and his family are coping well. And I felt fucking terrible. Not that way that I was really you just sent it as the bam up. I went to bam him up, but he kind of, do you know what I mean? He kind of. He killed you with kindness. I, killed me with kindness. And I want to know, I wonder if he meant, do you know, is he, is that reverse psychology or whatever it means? Because in the end, I replied to that, that's good, mate. Lo- love it. All the best, pal. He's a politician, isn't he? Uh, he's good at that. He made me feel like shit. Paul says you should come back as a TV presenter managed by Michael Barrymore. That is a cracking idea. That is a cracking idea. Do you see Michael Barrymore wasn't made, made the wee cameo on that thing? Do you know what? I'd love to. Do you know, no, even. I've asked the BBC if I can do anything with, with Michael Barrymore, and I don't think they're too keen on it. It was to like, follow him with my boot and all that, because I think he what he does every day. I think he works in a garden nursery and he drives a fiesta and just kind of does that. I'd like to go down and go pick his brains and that. But I don't think they were only really interested in it. <laughs> I would watch that. A kind of Grado meets. Like Louis Theroux, but the Scottish version of Louis Theroux. Aye, aye. Like, That's exactly the kind of route I was going on. Yeah. And Blair mean? says you should come back as a paranoid COVID denier slagging after NHS at every turn. Nasty piece of work. Uh, and your new catchphrase is, you could die going to get messages for fuck's sake. Do <laughs> 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 you know what? There's one that you missed out and I really actually, I'm looking at it and I like it because I, I'd i love to do it. I'd look, like, you want to read it out and I'll tell you because I've, I've, I've loved something I do like this. Is it instead of coming out to like a prayer? Uh-huh. He is the prayer pastor Gredo, a heel Catholic who wants to cleanse British wrestling of its sins. But then only target Simon Miller because he looks like Johnny Sins. Is it that? I love that idea. What, like a priest guy? I'd love to be a priest. I think that'd be great as a bad guy. Not that I'm saying, you know, priests oh, yeah. are bad guys. You, you know, off my you would. 
Catholic. My mother was a Catholic. Uh, oh fuck! I don't want to get down this route with Catholics. And I forget this, but... <laughs> Let's reverse. Let's get a reverse out of here and go straight to the corner. And the big reverse. question we asked this last week regarding our semi-regular feature, semi-regular features every fucking week. Don't want to say semi-regular. The pun in, should it stay or should it go? Daniel says, bin it. Well said, Daniel. Big Benny says... Daniel in it? Big Benny says, I've no spent money to sign up to the Patreon for you to take away one of the weekly joys in my life. A change to monthly might get unnecessary refresh, but please don't get rid of the puns completely. They mean too much to me. Okay, Benny, <laughs> heard, heard that. Andy says, the good ones never get read out. Obviously, we've not been reading Andy's ones out. I know it's subjective, but there's ones that listeners are liking and retweeting for each other, and they never get any. Wah, 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 Andy. Steven says, hey, guys, uh, Rab, uh, getting rid of the pun in would be a disaster. (laughs) It would be a disaster. Uh, Saying that, he thinks he understands that it was sometimes it would be good to change up things up a bit, like dressing Randy Orton up as one of the Johnsons for TNA's first show. That's so funny. With the pun in being buried, we need a new feature. I suggest the piss-off Rab segment, he says. (laughs) People message. Or when on the running, they just have to piss off rap. This could result in them shutting them down and calling them fannies or send them off in the run. He says, I know we're in difficult times, should be spreading positivity and happiness, but fuck that, let's piss off rap. Let me know what you think. Thanks, Stephen. P.S. No mercy on the N64 is fucking shite. <laughs> fucking arsehole. He's pissed me off now. Also, rap is a walking pun. Fucking Florence Nightingale. We say, <laughs> fucking rat. Head is in the first half. I'm away. Right, me DC says I imagine making it. Like we, a pay- that sounds, sounds, sounds quite imagine making it like a pay per view at the end of the month might be a better option. Give right. people a few weeks to prepare for the big show and then instead of the pun and call it the pun per view. Oh, that's good. Dale says the puns must stay. Scott says once a month. Leave the fans wanting more. So what are we going to do then? There's... Quite like the, pay- the pun per view. Quite like that. And I think it, I don't. I don't know if you should go out your road. I think this should be like a not no an official thing. It's usually somebody pisses you off anyway with like a booking suggestion or something that's I can tell when I read things like oh, he's got to call them fannies. So I don't know. What do you think? Um I'm happy for people to to do that, but I, I like finding them organically. I just get pissed off by people on this show anyway. Yeah. Uh, so uh, you know it's it's an organic thing for me. I would feel I was I was having to force it. And I have to, the, the hate has to feel real. But in terms of the puns, what do we say once a month then? Once a month, right? We'll Beautiful, do it around, once a month. Do it around right. the pay per views. We'll start doing it around the pay per views. The well, there's Royal Rumble next week. Uh, it's this weekend. But we'll start, well, we start next week. We'll start the first week of the month. We'll do the pun in, and that'll be our pun in pay per view. What we call Beautiful. It? So, what are we going to have the puns about then next week? Grado, what do you want? Hmm. See, this is why it's hard because I don't fucking know. Uh... Films? No. Let's. I. Why... I've done that anyway, you know. Why don't we say. Religion. Religion. Ah, that's. Let's good. do religion because we're talking about priests. I always like to connect it with something we were talking about. So let's make it religion. Religion based puns. All right. Huh? Open our can of worms, bye. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to get in touch with us about any of that, or just random wrestling related stuff, get us on Twitter at Wrestling Daft, on Insta at Wrestling Daft Podcast, just Wrestling Daft on Facebook, or email us at Wrestling Daft at gmail.com. Every week, 
We like to separate the good for the bad, the people that call avocados avocados, for the people that call avocados avos. Uh, no, what you want to bury? What you want to bury and put over this week, Grado? Right. So, what did I do this week, wrestling wise? In terms wrestling of, you watched the AEW. I watched the AEW last week, and it was it wasn't good to be honest with you. Um, it was just. Did you see it? Have you seen, did you watch it? Yes. Right. What do you think? I felt there was just. I didn't think it. I didn't think it was a strong show. I'll I'll be honest, but uh, I think AEW has been. I think AEW are allowed a weaker show because they've they've been pretty strong lately. I mean, so I it's I, important to remember that these companies are having to do a show every week. So it's like you've you, you've got to have a dud week here and there. You know what I mean? So the show started off with a wee birthday thing for Brody Lee Jr., which was brilliant to do that for a wee guy. Although I'm slightly worried about him being involved in wrestling in terms of like how fans react. I don't want fans being nasty to them. Know that I'm saying. They, they, they will be, but you get concerned. It's a wee bit, no saying it's uncomfortable, but you're like, I hope he's going to be all right. Well, let's be honest, it's often a quite a poisonous fan base, right? That's, that's what I'm saying sometimes. So Wrestling. I just get kind of worried. But it was a, the segment I thought was very funny. See, when, when they done that thing with Adam Page to join the, the Dark Order, and he, he said no, but at the same time, it, it flashed up on the screens. He said yes, he said yes. Yep, yep. That was really funny. Because their comedy stuff, I think, is funnier than WWE. Oh, percent. Yeah. By a mile. 100%. By a mile, their comedy stuff is funnier than WWE's. WWE's, WWE's comedy stuff feels like it's been written by, like, somebody who has never written any comedy and somebody who's old and behind the times. Um, like whereas AEW's comedy feels like... Uh, it's juvenile. The WWE yeah, like comedy. The boys part. Mm-hmm. It's like the boys. I can imagine Aye. the boys coming up with quite a lot of the stuff. Because like, uh, then I'm watching. I was watching Raw. And I mean, I, I said to you, I'd watch Raw to try, to try and talk about it, but it was an awful struggle, man. It's really like, yeah, they are truth with fucking the twenty four carats. No, that's not going on. Oh my fucking. I mean, but anyway, what else? Um, well, I want to bury. Can I just quickly bury? Um, just the Alexa blessing, Randy Orton, Kerry on and all that. I mean, what, I'm going to say it again, right? What are we supposed to be? What is this building up towards? Like Dusty Rhodes would always say about wrestling, about any day in wrestling, right? You're, you're, you're wanting to be selling tickets. Where is the money in this encounter? What is the draw here in this encounter? What are they wanting fans to be excited for? Are we wanting fans to be excited for Alexa Bliss wrestling Randy Orton? I don't think so. Are we wanting fans to be excited for The Fiend returning and wrestling Randy Orton again? I don't think so. What is actually getting sold here? What has been promoted? What is this wrestling promotion promoting by doing this storyline with Randy Orton and Alexa Bliss? Have you got any idea, John? I don't I don't know what they're doing with it. I mean, I don't mind like I think the Alexa Bliss stuff, I don't mind it as much as, as you do, Rab. I th- I think the, the character stuff, she's brilliant, by the way, like in terms of our performance and all that sort of stuff she's great I, but it doesn't i don't know what the end game is with it i mean like you said we, we talked about it before it was like they should have been doing some of this when the harley quinn and joker thing w- was big you know and it's just like oh, they went, oh that that's quite a good idea which was years ago now years, years ago years ago years and years ago you're right so i don't know what, what the end game is i mean is it there's not going because Alexa Bliss isn't going to be wrestling Randy Orton. The Fiend's pro, presumably it's going to build to the Rumble and then there'll be a Fiend Randy Orton cinematic match at WrestleMania. That that's the only way I can see them going with it. 
I'm just looking at now. Is that is he got kind of like red makeup? But who, who cares about that? You know what I mean? Like, who cares about seeing the fiend and Randy Orton again? I don't think because nah. they've already done this match. They've done this match numerous times, and it might have been interesting if what they've done with Alexa Bliss and this character has had her mere involved in the women's scene, had her you know had her going after um, somebody who you're excited to see a wrestle or. Uh, even a, a returning wrestler or even like Charlotte Flair or even like somebody, you know what I mean, where we could get a fresh angle on it. Uh, but having her still mixed up with a guy who has already had numerous encounters uh, with The Fiend. And, and and again, I'll say this again, the problem here is Bray Wyatt's matches haven't been good enough. It's hard to build up anticipation for a Bray Wyatt match uh, because his matches have, have been on the whole underwhelming, I think. You know what I mean? So is he meant to be deep to now? Or who knows? Aye. Who knows? Or is he meant? Or maybe he's meant to be inside Alexa Bliss, like he's possessed her. I mean, who fucking cares, man? Mm. Who cares? Aye, it was. Well, we see what the punters have been saying. Aye, let's let's say as I say that I couldn't. This raw was a struggle. AEW's all right. Six man was a clusterfuck, but it was it was entertaining. Do you know what I mean? Did you? Uh, can I get your opinion? I thought uh, Jack well Hager as he is now. Um, I thought that was one of the best matches I've ever seen him wrestle. I thought. Wait, the was... six man. Aye. It may, he's, he's, did you not see the match with the the, the big guy the week before? Uh, really, really yeah, with Wardlow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought I, I, I thought he was brilliant. I think he's underrated him. Though. So did I, I, man. I, I think he's underrated. Even when he was in the WWE, I think... there was a lot of people who were kind of like, oh, I don't know about this guy. You know, I think there's I... just there's a guy with a legitimate look. It looks as if he can fling people about, and you know I think I mean? he had a bit of a stink. He's kind of. Name when he was in AEW just for, 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 for his WWE, the ECW champion and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. he's totally come into his end. He's a, he's a totally different guy. He doesn't look as... He, he looks... You know, that I think he looked that uncomfortable when WWE, the too big, where I think he's dropped a lot of weight and he's a lot more agile. And he come and on. he looks he, he looks like he's, he's still a hard man, but... Did you come across him in Indies? Did you I, I, he, was, he was star? in Five Star every week. Aye. Aye. Yeah. Aye. You could send that guy, but this is the thing, you could send that guy doing into a WWE ring the new and stoning opposite, like, I would say 70% of WWE's roster. He, he would look as if he could wreck them. You know what I mean? He's, I think he's still got a good star quality about him, you know what I mean, as well. Anyway, uh, Jimmy, Jamie wants to put over the puns on this show, and he wants to bury me and you, Credo, for suggesting cool. puns need to go. Willie wants to put our SmackDown again. Closing segment with KO and Roman Reigns was just brilliant. Yeah, Kevin Owens is just consistently good, and Roman Reigns is having the best run of his career. Uh, he wants to bury WWE for the plan to reveal the number thirty entrant in the Men's Rumble on Saturday. Mm. I don't want to know anybody's entry number. Well, this is what I didn't get on Raw, right? Now I've not been keep- keeping up with Raw at all, so I had to check and see if Edge was still wrestling, and he hadn't been. I thought that was bizarre that they just said, "Oh, Edge is coming out in half an hour," like Nate, no advertised or. Just Edge is going to be here, and I thought, if he's been away for that length of time, why was that no built, or why did they not leave it to the Rumble? Like, it was just, fr- that is what happened, wasn't it? It was He really just come back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> How you doing? Uh, but I think everybody was expecting him to be back, though. This is the oh. thing. I think everybody had been talking about he'll be back at the Rumble. Uh, okay. You know, it's... Sorry. It's a, and there's no point them trying to do another surprise when I'm coming back at the Rumble, you know what I mean? Because ah, there's not going to be anybody there, which is I, I going to just, be interesting because mm. we've got a Royal Rumble for the first time in the audience. It's going to be a very different vibe in it. Uh, 
Evil Ninja Phil wants to, he says it pains him to do this, but he needs to bury Jericho's lion salt in last week's Dynamite. Had to climb on the middle rope and then nearly landed on his head. Might be time to retire that move, but watch him do a perfect one this week and show me up as the armchair mark the arm. Did you see Jericho in that match? Good I did, but if you actually look, I'm just going to look back. I think this, I think he kind of stutters because of the position of the guy in the middle. So when he completely, everybody's totally burying him. I mean, Jim Cornette, have you seen what Jim Cornette tweeted him? Fucking. Yeah, Chris Toll, we were speaking to Chris Toll of ICW fame, and he was saying that, and Rab, you'll know this, that he did something very similar back in the day where he botched the, the line so and it was Mr. Perfect actually stopped him breaking his neck because the way he was able to catch him. Mm-hmm. Aye. Have you well, seen that footage? Aye. No. The line so is one of the moves that it doesn't matter how fit you are, it doesn't matter how slim you are, how light you are, how fit you are, how young you are, you can fuck it up. It's one of the moves. You know what I mean? All you need to do is jump onto that rope and lose your foot in a wee bit or something and you will fuck it up. You need to have so I don't I think people need to be steady on with the whole like you're too old to be doing it or you're too Aye. big to be doing it or anything like that, because anybody could on any fucking given Saturday could fuck that move up, you know what I mean? Aye, so I it's mean, too soon to say that. It's uh I what Jim, what did Jim Cornette it. say? I don't want to just read it just now. Right, because... Um, right, because obviously, one of the things I want to bury as well is, again, people slagging off Jericho's look and his condition. Well, that's what I'm that saying. I think that's why he's getting it tight, isn't it? Because people are going, oh, he's got a belly. He shouldn't have been, he's getting too old. He shouldn't have been people doing People have forgotten what fucking wrestlers should look like. You've got wrestling now with all these guys that they crossfit, all these wee tiny, wee skinny guys jumping about, and people have forgotten. When I was a wee guy and I was watching World of Sport, right, the guys looked nine times out of ten, looked more like fucking Chris Jericho looks the new than they looked like fucking Orange Cassidy or they looked like even a Daniel Bryan. You know what I mean? It's like you don't have to be this slim, perfect specimen to be a professional wrestler. Here, I, here. I, I don't want to watch them. Most <laughs> of the time, most of the time, they'll know the guys I want to watch. I want to watch the big guy. I mean, Chris Jericho looks more new, like he could batter fuck out of me, than <laughs> he did when he was in WCW, for example. He'd look, I would be, I would be more wary of stepping up to him. No, you know what I mean. And I think that's what he's gone for. He's gone for this kind of um, middle-aged rock star. Vibe. That's midlife crisis. Can I fucking out with the young boys? And that's it. That's the I gimmick. Hanging out with the young slap. guys. I am going to go. This wee guy's over on the, on the internet. I'm going to tag with him. Exactly. That's the gimmick. Aye. So Aye. people are being, and that's why Jericho's response to people going, oh, fucking look at him. Look at how shape how out of shape he is and all that. Jericho's response to that is to put out fucking selfies. Aye, Just selfies. to put out selfies with his clothes off. You know what I mean? Because he's working. He's working. Yes. Aye, aye. He's like, I mean, fucking work. He's working. Jim Cornette. <laughs> look, right. So Jericho tweets. I've been told that Jim Cornette and his sidekick Brian Lask continue to brutally bury me for everything I do and say. And they day bury him. By the way, my response to that is this: Have at it. You're entitled to your opinions. I'm honoured to provide content that helps you pay your bills. Best of luck to be for you. Cornette replies. Thanks, Chris. If you put the vodka down and get on a low carb diet and give it. And get and had enough pride to quit doing cheerleading routines with outlaw wrestlers and stop giving your money to a lunatic psychopath leading to an insurrection against the US. I don't know what I'd talk about. Hashtag stupid idiot. 
obviously referring to Jericho Green. Basically, Chris Jericho did to Jim Carnett there what Tommy Sheridan did to you. Aye, <laughs> 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 uh, But aye, so that's, I mean, they're just, he's, he's working people. Uh, Kieran wants to put over Roman Reigns and Paul Heyman's promo directed to Adam Pearce. Promo works great. And wants to bury Raw's or the match between this baby face and heel ended, ended in a DQ because of interference and two men are doing it's now a tag team or a six women tag. I hate that. And I this hate that is that as well. The, the, the count out and then Adam Pierce coming out and let's restart it. That was botched. Fuck me, man. That's, I, I don't watch Raw enough, but I've, but anytime I've tuned in, something like that's happened. Does this happen every week? No, I don't think it I'm... feels like stuff like this happens all the time. Is it what's the crack of the referees being told there's a shoot, there's a shoot, you know, you fucking blah blah blah? Because any show I've worked on, the referee would be like, Nine, <laughs> get up, fucking get up, fucking get up, change. No, I mean, he's fucking one, two, three. Is that one of these things that Vince has said, you know, don't say belt, you know, and shook, shoot mm. the count, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I just fucking. I love a slow count, man. What? It's like brilliant. <laughs> it's can't, like can't this this day when you do a family show and you know you're going to go for a walk. You're like, ah, mate, ref, fucking what? <laughs> <laughs> fucking karaoke to say the ring and all that. You're on the ten count. <laughs> John wants to bury Alexa Bliss and the Fiend and Randy Orton. It's not for me. It is. Uh, good on you, John. Paul wants to put over the WWE India Superstar Spectacle for Tuesday. I haven't seen that. It was yesterday. Aye. Established talent putting on some good matches with new faces. The return of Jinder Mahal. Giant Zanjir, who is over seven foot tall and trained by the great Kali. And an hour and a half of good matches. Nice shitty storylines. Fun, easy watch. I need to check that out. Aye, I know the size of these boys. The, what? The, the, wait till you see the size of the boys that they've got in there, this tag team. Holy shit, there's a picture with the two of them with Triple H and he is dwarfed by these two massive boys. I need to see this. I, I can't believe this. my big mate fucking, uh, what do you call him? My old tag team partner, TNA, Shearer. He was the book, don't it? Steve, I'm talking about Shearer. No, I don't know what you're talking about. Hey, do you remember Shearer? He was in the guy. Alan Shearer. I, I, I tagged. I tagged, I tagged. <laughs> is that racist? Delete that as well. <laughs> Sheena, the guy for TNA, I tagged him in 2016 and I generally thought they were going to put the titles on us at one point anyway. How fucking stupid was that? See, when I, fir I first met him on the, on the TA bus, TNA bus and I was sitting up front and it was him and he was dead shy and all that and I was like, we're talking away and he was like, I'm big in India. And I was like, you're big in India? And he went, 200%. He says, I'm massive in India. Massive. And I was like, what, like, kind of, and I kind of had this perception. He really, because you know, there's India's massive Bollywood yeah. movie, like, he will be the top dog. And I went on his Twitter, man, he had 600 followers. And I was like, <laughs> give me a fucking big. <laughs> you know what I mean, anyway, he was a lovely guy, big uh, thing with, which gone. What's his name? Peter. Fucking hell. So, uh, Gosha wants to put over me and you and John doing the traffic on last week's podcast. Nearly crashed the van laughing at that. Uh, Barry, he wants to bury himself. He's burying himself uh, because he woke up excited to watch the Royal Rumble on Monday morning back there. Then well, he realised he was a week early. <laughs> You're watching a Monday morning. You need to stay up for the Royal Rumble. I'll be staying up for the Royal Rumble. Aye, I'll probably watch the Monday morning. You need to watch it live. Because I think somebody else might be doing the traffic on Monday, so... Jason wants to bury WWE turning Ric Flair into a creepy old man. Right, hold on a fucking minute. He wants to bury WWE. To be fair, he does say, or maybe he's always been a creepy old man. 
Aye. He has. Barry WWE turning Ric Flair into a creepy old man. <laughs> it's Ric Flair. <laughs> Definitely like fucking Ricky let me tell you what was, this. Let me tell you what was a disgrace. Right? The WWE booking Ric Flair as a fucking kindly old dad who was greeting all the time. That was the fucking disgrace. No one being a creepy old man. No one being Ric Flair. Now they're booking him as Ric Flair again instead of booking him as some fucking old grander that's wobbling about fucking greeting because his daughter's winning some kid-on fucking fights. <laughs> this is Ric Flair. This is Ric Flair. And I don't even I don't even think he's trying to get his... Is he not just giving her advice? Jason wants to put it up. No, he's... Right, try to get his own. Yeah. <laughs> Jason's wanting to put it Randy Orton's big tomato face. <laughs> And dropping an RKO on Alexa Bliss, if that's where they're going with the Alexa Fiend storyline, then I'm a happy guy. All the RKOs to all the birds, says Jason. So after Jason being offended by Ric Flair being a creepy old man, he knew he wants to see a guy going about uh, attacking all the women. So Jason's got some fucking issues. Let's move on. <laughs> it's the part of the show we invite you, the listeners, to their run-in. Come on and ask Gradle who the biggest dick in wrestling is, or ask me about my thoughts on the current booking of The Fiend. Let's welcome to this week's run-in. It's a second appearance for one, Mr. Scott. Scotty Too Haughty, Kirkwood. Scotty Too Haughty, Kirkwood, how you doing, brother? What's happening? How's it going, Scott? No bad, mate. How are you? I'm good, mate. Good? Very, 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 very good. What are you saying to it, mate? Have you ever seen a ghost, Scott? A ghost? Nah. Nah. Have you ever, have oh. you ever heard a ghost? I'm convinced of. See all these stupid wee noises that you hear in your house when you're lying in your bed at night. That's no, that's no pipes. So you think, you think that's something? It's something. It's got to be. If you're a betting man, right? If you're putting a bet on Paddy Power on the existence of ghosts, are ghosts real or no? What would you bet? I mean, whatever I've got, they've got to be real. I, think no, I don't think they are, Rob, because I just think out of all these video cameras that we see every every day. Surely there would be evidence now of a ghost in some kind of fucking house. Do you know what I mean? I don't know if you can see them. Can you get the poltergeist ones that just like chuck right. stuff about? Ones that you can't see. Not like Casper or that. But even that, I've still not seen like a good compilation of Vazis falling out and stuff like that. I've never ever seen that. Do you think poltergeists though are ghosts? Or do you think they're just the kind of manifestation of some kind of telekinetic ability within the mind of the person in the room? I don't get that. Ah, yeah, no, 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 that's, that's, that's very X-Men. Right, well, Rab, what do you think about, what do you think about mediums and stuff like that? Because sometimes I've got two views on They're it. They're very large. I feel like the mediums are just a bit, go a bit too tight across the shoulders for me. Hey, tell you one, right, so... Do <laughs> <laughs> you fucking hear that? <laughs> right. Right, my, my experience with mediums, right? Mm-hmm. One is I used to go to Spooky Club every Monday night at the Hawks Community Centre in Stevenson, right? And it was full of, maj- full of mediums. And they all kind of say no. Spooky Club? Uh, it was called the Spooky Club. <laughs> right? Me and my mate Patty used to go. And they used to give you healing uh, massages and all that. They would heal you and, 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 and they all asked to your, your shoulders and, and all this, right? And, well, basically one week this guy come on and he basically could tell me loads of stuff like he was like you used to you ne- you were nearly about to join the navy weren't you and i was like well i i was four pound hour weight and then a month later i got another job so i never went and he was like your grand's philomena right and i was laughing no wilhelmina 
Philomena or Wilhelmina, I can't fucking remember, right? And I'm going, oh, I don't know, I have any idea who that is. I got a couple of other things, and see when I went home, my mom says, well, you're, that was my, that was your someday others. Basically, one of your grands was called Philomena or Wilhelmina. So I was like, kind of blown away, right? But then, last year, two, no, no last year, but the year before, I said to go with my girlfriend, right? Mm-hmm. And they have this medium come to the house every other, every other, can every six months. Mm-hmm. And they were like, she's brilliant, she's great, and all this. And it was a matter of like, she sat in the living room, and one by one, every member of the family had to go in and get a reading. And like, fucking every every member of the family came out going, Oh, brilliant, she told me everything. But when I went in, man, she told me fucking nothing. Like, like really, really just kind of like, um, uh, there's, you know, there's a call in here. And I'm like, I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, well, what about a Frida? No, honestly, I don't know. And Ken just really, and I had to come out and pure go, oh, she was brilliant, man. She was great. She was fucking <laughs> why loads did of things. Because her family though? was there. I was like, she's great. <laughs> do you think they were all doing, do you think they were all doing the same thing? They were all just coming out and being like, aye, because they paid for it coming to the house. That's part of it. Like, that's what they talk about as well, like mediums and psychic people and hypnotists and stuff like that. It's like once people come up on a stage or whatever, they don't want to be the person that kind of ruins it for everybody else. So they go along with it. It's a big part of how they how they do their trick. You know what but I mean? The, the hypnotists are weird. Hypnoti- that blows my mind that fucking they that, that that blows my mind at all. See, see, by the way, just one more thing on that. See that same woman one time the curtains come up at the pantomime and out of fourteen hundred faces, I walked out and I could see her. Halfway up, waving at me. <laughs> I mean, halfway up, was she floating? It's fucking, that's what I'm saying. It totally freaked me out. It flew me out. It totally put me out. Like I was singing, always look on the bright eye. I just don't. Holy fuck, man, is that, is that psychic? There's a secret, right? See, so you go to these mind reader shows and all that, right? When you buy your tickets, you pay using your credit card or your bank card, right? That person gets your details and then just goes and researches. I mean, it's easy in this day and age. You can go on and find anything about anyone. Yep. You go up on stage and like, oh, you're a, oh, you're in IT. Oh, fuck! How did you know that? You know, <laughs> because they've got yeah. it off your credit card. I'm telling you, that's how it works. It's it's not just that. That isn't it. the only way they do it. The other thing they do is when you go to the show, right? See, before it, you go and have drinks in the wee bar, right before the doors open. And they have people out that work for them in the bar at the same time who's overhearing chat. Aye, right? I hope so, I get Urwally coming on. Aye, exactly. Oh, they walk aye. about and go, oh, who are you wanting to hear for and stuff like that? I'm hoping to hear for like Jack, my granda, that was thing me and all that. And they just fucking report all that back to. I just going to go, we've got Jack, my granda, all that kind of stuff. But also, there's a thing they do called cold reading, which is just a, a a technique that you can learn where you can kind of mine information out of people by. Aye. Just poking at certain bits. What's you know? this, Scott? You look as if you know about this. As no, well. no, I've seen. Oh, is that no what? Like, uh, it's no Darren Brown. I, there was somebody. I, there was a YouTube video I watched about that, and it's like you say something like general as anything, like or as like it was an audience. You would go, or oh, is there? So I'm getting a John, and you would wait for then somebody to react. Yeah. And it's like you, it's so general, but it sounds amazing. And then they start because people because that's the whole thing about communication and about. Just about people socialising with other people. People people give you information without even knowing that they're doing it. So they just slowly feed out information. It always blew my mind at the spooky club when that you know somebody the, the the medium would come out and go, um, I'm somebody here has just got uh, a new medicine, and then like this woman called Mary would go, "That's me." Do you know but what we, I mean? Like, yeah, but, I've aye. got new pills for my feet. 
And then, you know what I mean? How could, why is that going to be Mary? Do you know what I mean? And then that would start and then it would go on for like fucking half an hour. Yep, yep, yep. And another thing as well, but it was quite a lot of Jakey folk from my tune that went to the spooky club. And I remember one night it got really intense, right? But it was a, it was two, a, a guy and a woman came and the medium was talk, could tell them what was in their Wayne's coffin. I know that sounds, sounds grim, but they were like that. There was a rose in it. There was fucking this and that. And they didn't look like they were Fist Davison. Do you know what I mean? I'm oh, thinking, right. they've been fucking booked, man. They've been booked to the spooky club. Oh. Do you know what I mean? Like, I just, it was just weird that they were the only ones that looked as if they never needed a wash. <laughs> can, can I just rewind you? There was a th- place in Stevenson called the Spooky Club. Well, was it was in the community centre. There was right. every Monday the Spooky Club. We, we actually got chucked out I got chucked out that. Why were you not spooky enough? Well, it wasn't, in fact, well, we, there was the Spooky Club in Stevenson and then there was a Spooky Club in Irvine, right? And we had went to the Stevenson one for weeks and weeks and weeks. Eventually, well, I, there's Irvine on a Thursday night. So we went to Irvine. But when we went to Irvine, we kind of kidded on that we knew what we're doing with the healing. Ken, like, going, mm-hmm. Ken, the crystals and that. Aye, right. We were like, fuck it, man. We'll just kind of on, we can do it. <laughs> and uh, this Great woman woman. called Cat. Cat, Cat wasn't her name, but her cats were dead. Her kind of trousers, so we just called her Cat. <laughs> fucking, um, she came out to, all the lights were off, right? Me and my wife were having a right old fucking laugh, Ken, that pure way you holding your laugh in. We're coming up to her, these well women and that, and touching the hair and going, mm-hmm. and she was coming up and she went, <laughs> she went. Excuse me, it is. I know you're from Stevenson. Have you got insurance to do this? And I was like, No, we just did the flying, Stevenson. We, just, we, don't, we don't use insurance. And then it caused this big hang about insurance and the Stevenson Spooky Club and having the Spooky Club. We just get told not to come back. Well, the psychics will anything goes wrong. <laughs> I, I know, I know. Gradle, we should pitch that to BBC Scotland. We, we should do the Spooky Club. Uh, good, show. We'll just like invite all sorts of spooky people. Well, there's plenty of that's what I couldn't go as well. There's loads of mediums, like mediums that are bus drivers, just do you know postmen, they've all they've got they've all got their third eye. They've all got a gift. Mm. They've all got the gift. I imagine a medium might say to you, uh, have you somebody we starting with an A, um something to do with a monster. This this person who start their name starts with A, they would like to do something again with you, they would like to try it a different way. Some kind of ball. I'm seeing a ball. Um, somebody they were a monster. Somebody, do you know somebody whose name starts with an A? He <laughs> 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 would just did. love to try it again. He would love to go and and try and do that all over again with you differently. He's, he's bound. He's seen bound me. Bound. Bound. <laughs> Bound, he's, he's bound. There's a bit of bound there. Bound for, bound for glory. Bound for glory. <laughs> right, Scott, what questions have you got for us? Eh, uh, oh, to be fair, I didn't think of questions. I was just coming on for a wee chat. Ah, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. Something exciting. Eh, uh, uh, to be fair, we can go back to basketball, Daft. I like the basketball. Notice that you've got a Nets hat on. Are you, do you, have you been listening to basketball, Daft, Scott? Oh, I, but I'm a subscriber. Patreon. Uh, yeah. Oh, that's brilliant. That's brilliant. <laughs> We'll get, uh, Kyrie up. we'll get Kyrie Irving on it next week, by the way. I, I'm not, to be fair, I'll be the ginger James Harden in that thing. <laughs> go in uh, actually, to be fair, I've missed Grado's Scran updates. Right, oh, well, I, right. would you want to know? Because I've been cooking this week, mate. Oh, I was going to say, which your go-to drunken Scran? 
Everything tastes better when it's oh, everything aye. tastes better, doesn't it? Well, oh, here's the deal. I've got this new beer machine in there, right? And just when you when you drink so many pints of it, everything tastes fucking brilliant. <laughs> uh I tell you what, there's a place in Stevenson, the place in Salt is called the Candy Barn that does this homemade coleslaw and it's pure creamy and it's amazing, it's a bomb. And last week we after another cut of pints, I ordered in a spicy mints quarter pounder with hundreds of cheese and and with chips. And then see when it came, I fucking turned that coleslaw and slapped, filled it up with coleslaw and it was tremendous. So I'd say something like that. Oh, see, no, I usually go to town with toasties when I'm drunk. Do you ever do that? Like you fucking, you start off with a bit of cheese, then there's call meat, then there's fucking pickle, then there's beetroot, then there's fucking coleslaw and beans and fucking everything that's disgusting, but it's good at the time, isn't it? By the way, I tell you what I used to make, right? You didn't get it from Morrison's anymore, but it was for the deli. Mine, Billy Bear called me. Aye! Billy Bear toasty. Is that not Best just spam? Best ever have in your life. Honestly, tremendous. No, so, no, we get it. No, we the packets too. Aye, that's right. I remember that. So, so what do you mean as a toasted? You don't put any cheese in it. Aye. So, but the butter the bread, cheese, and then bits of Billy Bear right in the middle, right in the George Foreman. Oh, that sounds good, mate. Oh, nice. No, when I'm gassed off, I just had that sober. I got what is it? The what is it? I get the chicken tikka calzones. Well, there's the oh, fuck here. There's my there's my Amazon guy. Two minutes. Right. So while he's away, while Grado's away, he's coming with a, a blender. I'll say cheerio to you. Um, he's getting me a kitchen stuff. Thanks so much for coming on the show, we man. Anything. Um, it was a pleasure to talk to you and stay safe during this global pandemic. I use as well as it continues, right? And hopefully we'll see you on here again. I hope. I know as a ghost. We don't want you on no. as a ghost, mate. No, no. Poltergeist. I'll be throwing stuff after was. No worries, man. Right. <laughs> Catch you later. See you later, on, mate. Yeah, man. Bye now. Bye. Bye. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. You just made the list! Every week we run down a chart or something wrestling related on a list of wrestling daft. You can vote for what you want us to talk about at patreon.com forward slash wrestling daft. It's a rumble on Sunday, best pay-per-view of the year. So this week the poll was between the best rumbles and the best surprise entrance and with 68% of the vote it was surprise entrance that won. I'm going to do my top three now. <laughs> uh, I think my number three is going to have to be uh, Edge. Because mm. uh, that was... That was good. Uh, that was a great one. I genuinely didn't know anything about it. Number two is uh, when Cena came back at Madison Square. That was brilliant. Uh, and everybody's going to be saying, how's that not a number one? Because that maybe is the best one. <laughs> uh, but it isn't, because the number one is actually when Mr. Perfect oh. popped up in Royal Rumble. Oh, what one was that? O three. It was O three, was it? Aye, it was, it was in all like the second guy. It was Goldust came back that year and all, didn't he? Aye, aye, aye. It's not the fact just that Rick, that um, Mr. Perfect appeared as a surprise entrance, a surprise entrant at Rumble. He was also brilliant. Mm-hmm. Aye, he was, wasn't he? And he had a good run for like six months, yeah, right? He was in it for. He was in it. Aye, he was. He was in that match for a good while. He was brilliant in the match, and then he went on a wee run after it. 
And I remember thinking as a Mr. Perfect fan, I was like, oh my God, this is fucking brilliant. And no longer after I Because do you know what I love about things like that, uh, surprises like that? It totally was, for me, as a fan at the time, and I was fucking writing the dirt sheets and stuff, I don't think there was any talk about that, about no, Mr. Perfect none. comeback. And it was like a kind of, it was weird because you, because a wrestling fan would more probably think at that time, oh, Mr. Perfect's, he's, he's all the hell, he's 40. Do you know, yeah. that kind of idea. And so you were in that frame of mind thinking that if they're going to bring Andy back, it's going to be someday in the last couple of years. Or so. But it was a pure, it was a great move to bring him back. But it's yeah. also the fact he'd been, you know, he'd, we'd also known him as just as Kurt Hennig for a while as well. And yep. it was just seeing him coming out and it's saying Mr. Perfect and stuff, aye, you know what I mean? And aye. it was just, it was great. It was well, great that's, that's why I liked um, Kevin Nash at the Rumble. In oh, 2011, yeah, yeah. and he came back Diesel. That yeah, was brilliant great, because you know what cool. I mean. All the years we'd seen him as Kevin Nash, and he came back as Diesel. I love that. But it's like what I love about the Diesel one is like during the day, there's a guy with mobile phone footage at the airport where the Royal Rumble, where the Royal Rumble was. Mm -hmm. Kevin Nash had grey hair for about fucking fifteen year, right? At this point, aye, aye, aye. and he's pure stunning at the airport. <laughs> it's pure just for men, fucking brilliant. <laughs> the guy's sticking a camera in his face, going, yeah. You got to be in the rumble tonight. He's like, no. <laughs> <laughs> new, new spray tan and all that. New spray tan dyed right. hair. No, no, I'm just seeing my pals. <laughs> no, how? Let's see what the punters say. Matty says, Cena coming back at the garden. Bubba Ray returning. WWE messing up. Oh, Bubba Ray, Bubba Ray, Bubba returning was fucking That was brilliant. a good one. I love that. 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 But what, <laughs> what I love about that story was, is, uh, you know... Because he was getting ribbed at that time, right? Because I was at TNA at the time. And it's fucking daft anyway, right? But you remember for years, and he was the fucking big bully raid, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm, Dropped mm -hmm. all the weight as a slayer. And then I think there was a kind there was a kind of story going about he wasn't too happy about having to wear the glasses, you know, the Bubba glasses ah, with yeah, the yeah. white tape on it. You know, he'd been a badass for years and now he's back to coming out with the glasses, which I had taken nothing away from it at all. I thought he fucking needed to wear the glasses. Yep. But it's just funny. Imagine him again going, Danny Willie Glasses, man. I don't think he went there, but folk were rubbing him. I thought when it. that happened, by the way, that he was going to get a big singles push in, in WWE. Well, I thought Bully Ray was coming. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I thought That's so. I, I, thought, thought, I, I thought it was like, here he is, he's back here. They know after seeing what he can do. But, but what was good about that? And what I was happened like, there? Do you any idea what happened there? Like, I'll tell you two minutes. But wait, 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 I'll tell you two minutes. Uh, fucking... He, he done his pure camp show routine. Like, see if he get booked in command at Grand Hall. He uh -huh. done what he done in the Rumble that, you know. Get the tables, get the tables. Get what yeah. I mean? Pure G in the crowd up as if he's at fucking All-Star. Come on, tables, tables. <laughs> he was doing his camp show spot. That's why he was fucking hilarious. Um, but, mate, fucking hell, man. I hope, in case he finds us out. But I think he was hard to go on with old Bubbery. He's quite hard to go on with. Because... The, the, the talk always was Devon's the man you're working the Dudley boys you want to be pairing up with Devon you're getting absolutely no bother at all Bubba's a graft Bubba's a graft right right shame because I thought he'd be... anyway Dean says <laughs> get the tables Dean get says the Edge coming back last year is up there had tears in his eyes bronze cello it was also good just to see Edge back and how good shape he was in and the fact that he was a guy that had stopped way too early it was it was nice to see him back as well wasn't it bronze cello says 2001 had some shocks one it doesn't get talked about enough is Meng stroke oh that was great WWF return at the time he was a WCW hardcore champion after winning only a week prior <laughs> did you he, see, sorry. see because sorry because remember I was born in 88 right so I kind of 
I, I missed Haku. Like, I, I only found out really about Haku years later. Mm-hmm. And it was like, I fucking remember. Because he had the afro and like, the big Ming hair, didn't he? Mm-hmm. That was Ming. <laughs> that was Ming. Because <laughs> in WCW, Honey went out of business at that point either. That was another week and a, a weird aye, one, aye, wasn't aye. it? That's a weird one. I love, see, we things like that. I love things like that. Remember, did they know team up with Rikishi? And he fought Kane and another ticket No Way Out? Did they know? I can't even mind. All I, think, I remember just everybody was fear to him, right? Aye, I mean, that's the story, isn't it? Haku could fucking bite your nose off and would batter any cunt, wouldn't it? Anybody. Kind of... Aye. Um, Mark says AJ Styles for me. Uh, grew up watching TNA and the wrestling channel or something. Hadn't discovered websites of post spoils and rumours, so it was a proper mark out for me. That was, was, only that the AJ Styles one? Aye. That was brilliant. But I think we knew, I definitely knew he was coming, though, as a thing, you know what I mean? Well, so he... he... <laughs> He done five star wears like the week before. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? Aye, aye. So when it was like anytime people were away, he wouldn't say it. Because that was sure at the time where, remember WWE.com put stuff up like they were signing. Could, they never, it was weird, they never said we'd, we're signing AJ, but they kind of teased it and went, Would you like to see the Bullet Club and AJ Styles and WWE? And that was the whole time where they were, they were, uh, AJ basically said, Look, we're leaving. And then the Bullet Club done the same, and then they were so close to signing for TNA, so so close. And I think Triple H got windy and signed them all. You know, like, what I, I think... remember being rumors because we just signed with, with Pop TV and all that, and everybody was going like they're coming. The like, Bullet Club's coming. Bullet Club and AJ are coming. Exciting times. Uh, when uh, I was gutted. <laughs> uh, Andy says Snooker. Then Pi- New York. Andy says Snooker. Then Piper after him was a great return, and of course, Mister Perfect. The only surprise return you thought shit, he might win the Rumble. Was that good? I remember thinking that. I remember thinking when Perfect came in, I says he could win this. He could win this. Uh, and SM Media says Edge or John Cena, two thousand and eight, two goosebump moments. Well, what, any surprises expected for Sunday? Because I know one that's definitely happening. Oh, I could probably tell you the news. What? Rousey. Exactly. Right. Ronda Rousey is going to be in the Women's Royal Rumble. I was just going to the same shit you see. Oh, damn. You know what I mean? <laughs> damn. <laughs> Every fucking. I, th- I, think, I think you'll see Seth Rollins come back in the Rumble. Try to think who else is there. Anybody else that's kind of a free agent? Any chance of Cena? You think? I think Cena. I actually That'd think Cena though. might come on and win it, and then set up Roman Reigns versus Cena for WrestleMania. But listen, but oh, listen, I'd love that man. See the way we're talking. Do you not think we do this every Royal Rumble? I. I always think we go. Oh. He's coming back and all that, and uh, you get to twenty nine, and, and there's like no surprises. I don't know about Lesnar. I put Edge last year, mm-hmm. wasn't there? What about Lesnar? And then eliminating Drew and flipping it around that way. Uh, well, Drew isn't he? Is Drew in the Rumble? He's not in the Rumble. No, well, he's he's fighting Goldberg. But I'm te- I wonder if one of them loses, uh, Goldberg or Drew, they appear in the main on the, in the main rumble. But what sort of shit with Miz and all that? I is Miz gonna is Miz gonna fucking cash in and take whoever? There's something going to happen there in it, and I'm really not interested in the Miz the stuffs, Miz, man. It's fucking. They might they I, might do the Miz cat the Miz trying the cash in, and it turns out a triple threat. So then, uh, whoever he gets the pin or whatever, you know, or he gets pinned potentially. I don't know. And WWE and all the guys going like that. He's gone. The commentator Goldberg's on a winning streak. I'm like, did he not get beat at fucking Mania? Did Braun Strowman not beat him? Aye. Or did he win that? No, Braun Strowman beat him. Mm. I mean, Orton's going to be in the Rumble, right? Aye. Orton's in the Rumble. Then the um, come back in the Rumble, then. 
Maybe. Bet you nobody returns. Probably. Bet you nobody <laughs> does. I feel as if this happens. I would love to see Orton and Edge as the last two left in the ring before the number 30 came, comes out. And I would love to see the two of them there and you're thinking, well, this is it fucking set up for. And then Lesnar to come out as number 30 and eliminate the two of them. I would love that. I would like to see Lesnar win the Rumble. I would like to see Lesnar, but I don't know everybody's like, I hope fucking Lesnar doesn't win it. I hope Lesnar wins it. I want to see Lesnar back. Oh, Cena. If Cena comes back, I want Cena to win it. Yeah. The only I'd person I don't want to win it is The Fiend. I'd like to see Cena versus Reigns WrestleMania. Yeah. What about Big E winning it? I'd like to see Roman Reigns and Goldberg because I get cancelled on it. I fucking love watching Goldberg. I don't care. That didn't happen, but I, I, but I would, I would like to see. Oh, does Edge win it? Does in fact does Edge, Edge win it? Edge could win it. Does Edge win it, and then it goes up, it goes up against Reigns at WrestleMania, Spear versus Spear. Mm. Could be. This is what I love. I love. I love. Aye, this. It's good, isn't it? I love this. This is because it's wide open. You know what I mean? Um, I mean, Styles, Styles is always in the hunt. Um, Daniel Bryan's always in the hunt as well. Um. <laughs> Else, I'll get the odds up. Let's see what the odds are on the rumble. Who else? We got talked down in the marks podcast because they didn't want to ruin it. So, here, let's see. Here's Paddy Powers. Got the oh, I, I don't want to hear either. Actually, oh, do you want to hear? I've got the odds up. Do you want does anybody want to hear the odds? Give me the, just the top three favorites, right? For the women's Bianca Belair, Alexa Bliss, and Rhea Ripley are the three favorites, right. Um, outside, there's a lot outside. Oh, shut up, Alexa. Um, where's the men's rumble? I've got the women's. Where's the men's rumble? Odds. You know what? It would be the worst thing to happen. I'll tell you the worst thing to happen. Alexa Bliss winning the women's battle royal, uh, royal rumble and the fiend winning the men's. Oh, they would do that to mind you up, eh? That would be the worst thing that could happen. Woo! So you can get some wrestling draft merch. Uh, we have brand new designs, by the way, including the Marcus here with a picture of the Wrestling Daft Belt. Wrestling's Kid On, good one. And the immortal quote for the immortal Hulk Hogan. Still don't have a cease and desist on this. Good night, Hulkamaniacs and Jabroni Marks without a life. I don't know it's a work when you work a work and work yourself into a shoot, Marks. Get that on a t-shirt. Uh, we have hoodies, face masks, phone covers, trucker caps, bum bags, aprons even for when you're making your apple pies. At shop.spreadshirt.co.uk forward slash wrestling daft. You'll get all our old designs there as well. So check out our range at shop.spreadshirt.co.uk forward slash wrestling daft now. Or check out the links on our Facebook page or Twitter at wrestling daft. Hey, imagine you were a wrestler on the way back for a show and you wanted to pop the boys. What's the one story you could tell that would put you? Well, me and Gredo are jumping in our motor and we're going to tell your stories. So let's get this car started. Right. Right, Rob. Sweating. But, uh, I was a bit worried about that match I had with D'Lo Brown tonight, but he can still go a bit. He can go a fair bit. He's dangerous, you know. He's a... Uh, we watch. Just get driving. <laughs> right, I put that window down a wee bit because you've hit a beamer after saying that. But D'Lo... <laughs> no, that bit we cut out. The bit we cut out. It's been cut out, but you've still hit a beamer. Oh, right, so okay. <laughs> your window down. Oh... Any stories, mate? Any stories? Well, Rob, let me tell you about five years ago. Just finished up uni playing bass and I sang in an indie band in Glasgow. Have I tell you about that before? No, I didn't know you were a channel, mate. Well, we had some wee gigs. We played at a box. It was just kind of fun, we were 
if I'm being honest, well, we're pish, right? My drummer, we'll call him Chris, right? Just because I don't want you to find out who he is. He was pretty enterprising and managed to convince a promoter to put his own, the opening band. And it was a band for America, the King Touch. So that's a kind of big deal, big deal for us. Right? Yeah, yeah. So the band were made kind of YouTube famous and actual famous and they kind of got popular during the kind of pump, 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 fucking hell, sorry. See, right, this is fucking a lot of shit. <laughs> the band were they were kind of more YouTube famous than actual famous. They done like pop punk covers, you know what I mean? Like a big teenage following. And obviously, we had the musical integrity, you know, to sing to the lows of day novelty covers just to get the attention of wee lasses, you know what I mean? But we mm. weren't going to pass up an opportunity to play with this American band, you know me? So next week at the band practice, we learned The Middle by Jimmy World and Shake It Off by Taylor Swift. So the wee lasses thought would be cool. A week before the show, we were getting hyped about our future lives as the next mythic Lyro. But this took a blow after the headlining band we were supposed to be opening for posted a YouTube video with their cover, A Shake It Off by Taylor Swift. And this was actually quite good. So I'm getting heavy stress that if we both played that song, it would be like some jabroni trying to pull off a convincing spear on a show with Gradleberg, is it the top brick Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hear you saying, man. In the end, we decided just to play the song because we didn't have time to learn another one and to run away like cowards if the headliners wanted to play it too. Do you know what I mean? We'd run away. Aye. So Doing we get a gimmick, to the show. So we get to the show and uh, we get some mere notes to our confidence because our guitarist was wearing one of the miniature beanie hats that were in the style at the time. So we get to the show, right, and we had some mere knocks to our conference. Fucking, our guitarist was wearing one of the miniature beanie hats that were in style at the time, kind as we loaded in. And I overheard the promoter say to the sound guy, see him? Who's even the point of fucking wearing a hat at all? Fucking devastated. <laughs> also, Rabble were too feared to get into the cramp backstage, but at King Tut's with a boy band, just in case we get slagged for VLs or something. So instead, we were hanging about the front of the stage before the show, but it turned out that the headliners were selling VIP meet and greet tickets for 50 quid a go. So it's full of wee tweens, and we look like fucking dads. Also meant that we had to rush our sound check in front of about 50 folk. <laughs> Big dog again. So, Rab, the venue filled up to about 200 folk, which was crowded in touch. So I'm sure. Good crowd, eh? Good crowd there. First song, we go up, and I go up and do this kind of high kick thing with the big riffets, and I nearly decked it backwards into the headliner's drum kit. <laughs> Botchamania. We powered through, and either we nailed our shit, or a crowd of mostly 14 year olds aren't the best at judging a musical performance, Robert, you know? Aye, aye. Oh, we even go to the big pop for our two song covers. Fuck integrity, you know what I mean? Aye, aye. After our set, we had folk coming up, trying to buy our CD. Some of them were actually even wanting to get it signed and getting photos with us. Oh, that's I'm, real, man. I'm, I am thinking, this is that, this is that. Well, you made it, made We've it, made it. We've got to get somebody like Philip Green on the phone. I'm quitting my four-hour contract at Burton's Wednesday. The headlining band, they were even talking about it, seeing how good they were. The headlining band ended up not even playing that Taylor song. So they must not have been bothered about it. Either that, or they didn't say shit, because we're hard men. I went home to my bed thinking about how we could do a UK tour and our drummers full focus. I'm not reading this little story. No, I'm doing shit. No, it's fine, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> 
So next day, we're on the band's Facebook group, we're getting all these new likes, we're getting followers on Twitter, we're pure blowing up. Folk are tagging us in photos of goatees and photos as we're playing. I now sadly regret those a bit because of my ill-informed goatee that I was experimenting with at the time. Still genuinely feel proud of how one girl sent a message asking for the chords to one of their songs that I'd written. So she could learn it and put a cover up it online. Oh, that's we're, nice, all, we're already getting tribute acts. Oh, that's nice, man. Sadly, things took a turn. It transpired that while drummer Chris was emerging as the sex symbol of the band, he was getting the majority of the new female followers and messages. That's the one with a wee hat. That's the one with a beanie hat. And I'd have thought that this might reflect purely on me and the other singer and guitarist. Since the front men, that's the one that's meant to get the birds. But for her pride, I'll blame it on my pedo beard and his wee tiny hat. <laughs> now the band account gets a message for this 14, 15 year old lassie along the lines of, please follow me back, I love you. So I went on Twitter and I scrolled down to the previous night and her first tweet was, oh my God, Hot drummer just walked right past me. <laughs> so I'm just freaking out. We're not getting a UK tour, we're going to get to jail. <laughs> Especially me on account of the goatee. I'm picturing headlines. Sinister soft boys lure teen with Taylor Swift. <laughs> so Sinister soft boys lure teens with Taylor. <laughs> At this point she starts sending messages to Chris directly and I'm thinking she's making a move. We hit the panic button, sorry, we hit the panic button and Chris just blocks him. Not long after that, the band gets tagged in a tweet by another tween girl. Alright, she's made a t-shirt design for the band, that's cool. Front side has her band name and logo thing on it. Back side, all caps. Chris, stop banging your drums and come and bang me, lol. <laughs> they literally designed pedo merch for her band, <laughs> we're done for. Anyway, that ended up being a last ever show since me and the guitarist moved away for unrelated reasons the following year. For unrelated reasons, that sounds a total police move. Yeah, that's quite a story, Grado. Don't be repeating that, Rab. I won't be repeating that, don't worry, it's too fucking long. Uh, who was that story for? This was for, well, what did it say? I don't know, it doesn't say, does it? I don't know. Let me just check if he's allowed us to say the name. All right, let's not say... Just a bit of advice here, right? <laughs> right, hold on a minute here, right? I don't understand this story, really, because it's kind of like a story where nothing happened. Because you can't control what... First of all, he's saying tweens all the time, right? Now, I've never done it any justice, right? As, but it's fucking too long, man. I've not got time. Tweens... It's teens he was talking about. He was talking about teens. Tweens only teens. Teens are, tweens are between being a kid and, and a teenager, right? Is it I not? Tweens was maybe twins that are teenagers, no? No, this is this is what he's wrote is is rang here. A tween is a child between the ages of nine and twelve. So I don't know what he's saying fucking tween for for one thing, right? Um, that sounds a bit dodgy. Please be aware that this is not my story. This is off of the angle here. This is no. no this is no. This is a, a listener story. And then also, like, why is he going looking on on his wee lassie's accounts and all that? Anyway, it's like it's it's it sounds fucking dodgy and then all that stuff on me with my with my pedo beard that nobody said his beard was like a pedo's beard he's just kind of flung that in there and teenage lassies young teenage lassies are just going to be fans of a band and say stuff like that anyway it doesn't mean that you're doing it wrong unless you've got something to hide unless you're trying to cover fucking tracks so i mean what is this is that a confession what's the name of this person john well thanks very much for alan and john also why are you why are you getting grado to redo that filth pedophilia 
you need to be screening these. You need to be screening these and making sure that no weirdos send us stories. Oh. That's a fucking weirdo who sent us that. I wanted to give Alan his moment in the sun because... It, Alan! Alan! Oh. <laughs> <laughs> really, name. when the fucking sun <laughs> come the weekend? Army. It's like, don't tell him, Pike. That's what that bit was like. Yeah. Listen, don't be fucking giving us these weirdos stories. What we want is funny stories for normal people. We don't want kind of weird long stories for weirdos. We don't want them. Thanks for listening, Alan. Um, he discovered the show less than a month ago and he's been his way right up to this episode. <laughs> so thanks for listening. <laughs> Disgraceful. Um, aye. There you go. Good story, though. Good story, though. <laughs> That's it for Wrestling Daft. Please rate, review, and subscribe on sure, Apple. Sure not to the end of the show. Or get us on wherever you get your podcasts. Mind for more content for the video version of this show, get on board patreon.com forward slash wrestling daft. You get lots of extra wee bits and pieces of And why not check out our merch, shop.spreadshirt.co.uk forward slash wrestling daft. Can I plug the pay-per-view party for the Rumble? Oh. We're going to do a pay-per-view party for the Rumble Monday night, 7 o'clock. I'll be knackered, but I'll Monday do it. night at seven o'clock. Monday, we're going to try and get. I'm going to try and get through the whole day without spoilers. So, no spoilers on the WhatsApp or anything like that. Mate, I'll be messing new spoilers all day. Don't, don't, don't. So, uh, if you are all up for it, all the listeners, uh, get onto the Patreon. We're going to have a pay-per-view party. Feel free to jump in, boys. Feel free to do a run in it. Um, but well, but, I've seen uh, it the night before. You watching it the night before, right? Okay. Oh, he's not doing it live. No, because I'm because I'm on the break. Do the, the breakfast show and all that sure. sort of stuff, so I can't even do it live. But yes, seven o'clock pay per view party on the Patreon. Get involved. Beautiful. No worries. Thanks everybody so much for listening. Uh, we'll see you on the next one, Grado. Uh, Absolutely. Oh, was weird. I had no idea, Grado, that you you had all these wee hangs with the teenage lassies going on. It was Alan. Oh, was it? all right. Sorry, this can be confusing because sometimes when people just cut out the bits and put them on the internet, it sounds like it's you that's saying this stuff. I mean, I, I mean? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> up the road, Grado. I'm scared now. All right, see you later. <laughs> Audio Frontier. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry. Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.